0: For October 11th, 2018, it's the Lullabot Podcast.
1: Hey
0: everybody, it's the Lullabot Podcast, episode 229. I'm Matt Klee, the senior developer at Lullabot. With me as always, host of the show, senior front-end dev, Mike Herschel. Hey Mike.
2: Hey, how are you doing?
0: Great. Hey Mike, we're talking about the new hotness since 1995 javascript javascript yeah we're going to talk once again about javascript and some things going on in uh, drupal core development regarding javascript right yeah i hear there's a whole initiative
2: yeah yeah there's a uh, th- there's an admin ui initiative and that's what we're talking about decoupling the Drupal's admin user interface with React.js. And we've had
0: a lot of these guests on before talking about different parts of this, right? But I don't know that we've actually gone over the whole initiative or like what's going on in the initiative, have we? Now's about the time. And with us, we've got uh, the right people to talk to, right? Yep. First, with us today, we have the designer and front end developer at Yumbra and the co organizer of the Drupal Summer Barcelona. She's an active member of the Catalan Drupal Association. It's Christina Chumilias. Yeah. Hey. (laughs) Hi there. Glad to to have you back on. You were on a while back with the out of the box initiative, right?
3: Exactly. Yeah.
2: Next up, we got Daniel Wehner, who according to his D.O. profile is not an Acquia Grandmaster, but is the most prolific committer to Drupal core with over 2300 Drupal core commits. Uh, Previously on episode 202 and 215, talking about the API first initiative in Contenta. Welcome Daniel. Hi, how are you? Doing good.
0: Also with us today, we have another um, um, returning guest to the podcast on previously with 211 and 219 talking about React and modernizing Drupal. He's a senior JavaScript engineer at Acquia and a JavaScript maintainer for Drupal 8. Hi, it's Matt Grill. Hey, Matt.
2: Hi. Hello. Next up, we got uh, Suzanne Dergacheva. And it is her first time first on the live. First timer, Malark. yeah.
3: woo Woo-hoo!
2: Yeah. Uh, she, you, if you don't know this, Suzanne, are the co-founder and front-end lead at Evolving Web out of Montreal. You do trainings all over the world. And you are also the newly elected Drupal Association board member. So congratulations on that.
4: Thanks. Happy to be here.
0: And to follow that up, we have somebody who was on previously on episode 219 talking about React. He's the co-maintainer of the theme API and Drupal 8 core committer and front-end framework manager, software engineer for Acquia, it's Larry Escola. Hi. Hey, did I say that right?
5: Yeah, pretty much, I guess. (laughs) Uh, I think everyone is uh, having a little bit of a hard time pronouncing the name. But yeah, that was a good die. Nice try. Uh, And
2: last but not least, we have Sally Young, who has been on too many podcast accounts. She lives under a bridge collecting tolls from people who don't know modern JavaScript. Aside from that, she's a senior technical architect here at Lullabot and is also uh, an initiative lead for the modern JavaScript initiative and uh, Drupal JavaScript in general. (laughs) Welcome again, Sally.
6: Hi, friends, and Mike. (laughs) <laughs>
2: Thank you. <laughs> so let's, uh, let's kind of get started here. Yeah, let's dive right in. Yeah. Uh, so uh, what exactly is the plan for the Drupal modern JavaScript admin UI? Uh, what, type of, uh, what type of goals do we have in front of us?
6: So we just sort of finished one of our goals, um, which was to get some good content editing demos in for Drupal Europe, which you can see in the Drupal Europe Dries note. So that's what we've been working on for the past few months since Frontend United. Um, And we uh, just started coming up with our next set of sprint goals over the last six months, which are going to be working on extension points. So how can developers come in and extend the React components that we've built or inject their own functionality or remix it all together. Um, And then we're also gonna be looking at how we can make the editing experience or the UX of the editing experience a little bit more modern, which Christina can talk about.
2: So as of right now, um, you can download and install the admin UI, is that right? It's it's up on GitHub?
6: Yes, so if you go to our GitHub, it's uh, JS Drupal. Um, just go to the organization and the repo's pinned at the top. There's a one line composer command you can run. Uh, so all you need is PHP and it will download everything, set up the Drupal backend with Umami, which is the demo recipe site. that comes with Drupal 8 now. And it will also spin up uh, the React application as well. So you can go in and edit recipes and try it all out.
2: So it gives us the ability to edit recipes, and uh, I'm assuming we can add new content, is that right?
6: You can add new content, yes. It's very That's exciting.
2: Cool. Yeah, that is pretty cool. I mean, does it look good and
0: function all fancy where without page reloads and all that cool stuff? Yeah, <laughs> what, what what does a user notice when when they go use this?
6: So I think you'll notice how fast it is. Um, it's kind of amazing how snappy the application can feel when you don't have to do these like, full server round trip page load things. Um, so that's really nice uh, I, I think we'll find already a few small ux improvements like it's silly things like when you delete content you don't have to like go off to a separate page and it'll ask you are you really sure and then you have to go to another page and wait for it all to reload it can kind of all happen um on the client side which is very cool uh, we yeah. used material ui for this as well so we're not it does look fancy but it's not as fancy hopefully it's how it will look when Christina's done all her magic.
2: Cool. Um, so as of right now, uh, you can install that, and, it, and and you said it's the content creation experience and content editing experience. Um, besides the snappiness of the interface, uh, you said that there's new, some new designs coming?
3: Yeah, we were working on a new design system, but before that, what we are doing is... Uh, creating several uh, user tests together with Suzanne and some other people, uh, trying to see what are the pain points right now and where people want to go in the future and what people is actually expecting on a, on a modern UI. So first, we are doing this kind of user tests, and right now we are working on the wireframes.
2: Gotcha. So who is... Who is participating in the user tests?
3: You mean users or people working on that?
2: I guess both. Who is doing the testing and who is who is the testee and the tester?
4: So at DrupalCon Nashville, a few of us came together and formed like a user study group to start doing some user testing. And so it includes... a. Uh, Sarah Lowe and um, Michelle Jackson from Palantir and a few others. And we've been, we ran a user survey of content editors. So we actually found some real life Drupal content editors to tell us a little bit about how they use Drupal. And then we're leading up to doing actual testing of the wireframes once they're ready.
2: Gotcha. So what were the what are the current challenges with with uh, Drupal 8 as it stands right now that people are running into?
4: So people mentioned a lot of things in the survey. They said that the overall UI just seemed really dated, the 7 theme. And people also mentioned media, which obviously has already undergone a lot of improvement um, with the media initiative. Um, other things people mentioned were just things like the uh, content complexity. overview page,
3: translation. Yeah, in general, the thing is that uh, they love the flexibility, but hated the complexity. Yeah. That they had to, they needed.
2: That's Drupal's uh, curse right there, right? Yeah. Without the flexibility comes. Uh, like a the lot cost. Of, a lot, yeah, yeah. A lot of cost. Yeah, I, do,
3: I do have
1: a question right there. So, is it that, like, more people hate the complexity, or do more people, like, like the flexibility, or, you know, like, it's the, is it like a...
4: It's the same people, so the same people, in the same breath, they say, oh, I love paragraphs, I love how I can model all my content and build these pages, and then they also say, oh, and the UI is so complex, and so it's really the same people saying both things, that they like the flexibility, and that they wish that the UI, I guess, handled the complexity better.
2: Gotcha. So that's a, that's a tall order to, uh, add that flexibility with by simplifying and at the same time, simplifying the UI.
4: Yeah. And of course paragraphs isn't in core. So that makes it even harder. Like how do you take something that people could use in so many ways and something that's part of contrib and then how, how do you create a better UI for that?
2: yeah so um, you mentioned earlier that uh, you're trying to make them the, the uh, modern UI extendable so modules like paragraphs can hook into it am I was I understanding that correctly so um
1: we are still like in the really early phase of what I mean we don't know what we want to allow like module authors to do um, because like um, it's just the react ecosystem is totally different to the drupal ecosystem and um we can't just say oh yeah let's just allow everything modules kind of can do right now already because then you end up with basically the same thing and it will look really similar and feel really similar so we are really exploring the one thing we uh want. we talked about is allowing modules to define like widgets so like the paragraphs with uh, module can provide like a paragraph specific widget in the user interface. Um, and then from there on, we will see how this goes. Um, but yeah, it's, it's still really early and we all look, we all try to also get the community involved. What, what are their needs? To which regard can we simplify things? or um, well, where do we need the complexity? I think that's overall a really tricky yeah. question
2: so is the extendability going to come out with like maybe phase one of this or something and i I guess maybe i'm jumping the gun are there
1: multiple phases um we had a a, that's a good question we had a matt do you want to talk about that
7: uh i was just going to say i don't i don't think we really know the answer to that question yet Uh, i think the thing i was going to say is that we have some like forward thinking plans by the time that Drupalcon Seattle rolls around. we want to try and have something to present on the extensibility topic. But the plan has sort of been to not like it's continuously releasable, right? Like you could if it meets your needs, you could use it now, sort of thing
1: yeah what well, one thing uh, we asked this question during our session at Drupal Europe in Germany. um and the question is like, who would think that the current version would be useful for anyone so the current version would be without any form of extension points and it just ex supports basically exactly what is visible in the demo and it was quite a low number which said yes that would be useful as it is I was just a little bit sad
7: that's because everyone loves paragraphs right
2: <laughs>
1: Yeah, because like people build complex sites with it, uh, with it as in Drupal.
2: Yeah, exactly. If you're and if you're not building a complex site, why are you using Drupal, right?
7: Well, and complex sites that use more than just uh, structured data, things like interfaces like Paragraphs provides.
0: So, what does that actually take to to? I mean, for, for that extension to to happen like what what does what does your framework need to do to
5: support other
0: things that have yet to be imagined i guess i don't understand how that would work
5: so for example right now the react application is pretty dumb it doesn't it, it is not aware of modules at all so that's the first step we've been planning to take so at first we will make the react application somewhat aware that Drupal has this module system, and they should be able to do something. And then as a second step, you want to build a specific API that uh, the modules would be able to provide these uh, React components that are suited for some specific use case, such as field widgets. Uh, Those are the the two steps that that will be necessary. It sounds, I guess, guess, simple when you put it into two steps, but that's something we are planning to tackle in the next six months.
2: So does that mean, like, after installing a module that, you know, extends the React app through a mo- through something else, is there going to be another build step where you're going to have to run, like, an, you know, npm install or something like that?
5: So we are exploring different trajectories of, of like, different paths that users might have to take to install modules. Uh, we are hoping that that wouldn't be necessary, but it might be. Um uh, so it's it's all about balancing between the developer experience and uh, the experience that we provide for site builders and uh, end users. Um, we 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 don't know we don't know yet. It's too early for that, and uh, we are we are exploring different different kinds of options. For example, WordPress has been able to by taking a very limited approach on their extensibility, they've been able to avoid the build step completely. And we definitely want to look into something like that as well, if it would actually fit into the use case that we have. But if it doesn't work, then we'll probably require the build step at least uh, at first.
6: And the other problem related to that is we still want to keep this very accessible for JavaScript developers. So I, I one thing that's really important for me is that um, someone who has done lots of React apps and, you know, is very familiar with this ecosystem and the kind of stuff that, you know, all these people are coming out of boot camps and are learning. I want them to be able to look at this and jump in straight away because it looks very familiar. Um, so I think we have to be careful with the way we integrate back into Drupal to not start tangling it up with loads of Drupalisms.
2: I think a lot of people are going to thank you for that, you know, in the <laughs> coming years. So uh, thank you, Sally. Sorry, I, t- I told everybody you lived under a bridge earlier.
6: <laughs> Thanks. <laughs>
2: <laughs> um, all right. So uh, you mentioned um, like use cases, you know, like obviously you might have a use case where, you know, um, a module author wants to extend it or you have a, u- you have a particular use case where I'm a boot camp graduate and I know react and I want to, mess around with this. Do we have those use cases defined anywhere?
6: No. <laughs>
2: <laughs> All, right. All right. All right. That's a good... I, I,
6: I think as this has gone on, like a, a lot of people are very interested in this and everyone has seems to have something that they want to solve through this initiative. So I, I think we're still at the stage where we're trying to gain some kind of focus on on these like very
0: long-term goals, is it hard to pare that down when when people say, uh, "Hey, this is a way that, that I could scratch my itch," you know? But it's like, well, that's not exactly the target.
6: Uh, I mean, input like that is always welcome. Sure. Um, and I mean, that's sort of the the root of open source, right? People are coming in to scratch their own itch. Um. So I wouldn't want to discourage that at all. Uh, I think it just gets difficult when, you know, everyone has different priorities and sometimes those priorities conflict and it's like, you know, you you focus on one and it's actually going to be detrimental to the other. So uh, we spend a lot of time (laughs) talking about how we can sort of meet the needs of the most people without annoying them.
0: Well, I mean, it's it sounds like th- that what you're describing there is kind of how Drupal came to be too, though, right? As far as you know, its current state of an of an administrative interface, because there are are so many different ways of doing things that you can't really make too many assumptions, but making some allows simplicity.
6: Right. At some point, we obviously have to make some decisions; um, otherwise, we'll never ship anything. So, I mean, and the other thing is you know, obviously we've built Drupal and so we've got lots of things and lessons that we can learn from how we built it and hopefully we won't make, you know, some of the, the we won't run into some of the pitfalls that we have previously where we've coded ourselves into corners.
2: So um, by developing this, you're kind of dogfooding Drupal's APIs.
1: How has that been? Um, I think it was an interesting experience, um, there are, so we are using right now, we are mostly using the JSON API module, which will be moved into core hopefully in 8.7, and that was overall mostly positive, but there are, let's say, a couple of features and things kind of missing, or there's a misalignment between the way how JSON API thinks about things and how Drupal thinks about stuff. like in JSON API, there's no way to say give me all the give me all the notes which are in my system. But rather you always need to say, give me all the articles or give me all the recipes. Um which is fine for probably most like uh users of this API. But we uh we build an administration interface for Drupal, right? So we need a way to list all the content. And I mean I know uh Matt struck with that a lot and he can talk more about that
7: yeah uh, i think the thing about that makes drupal great you know it's uh content modeling and extensibility and all that stuff uh sometimes is a little bit problematic when it comes to sort of observing those pieces of information via the api um like for example to render the edit forms there's four pieces of information like four separate requests that have to be made just to render a single form because the information required to sort of build that complete interface picture is spread across a bunch of different places there's no like easy access to that kind of stuff and so it can get um a little bit challenging to know where things are stored and then sort of build a
2: complete picture. So is that, is that work that's being done to change that or is it going to continue to be that way and you're just going to have to kind of deal with that?
7: I don't know the answer to that question. I'm not on, I know I'm not on the API first team and I don't, uh, I'm not sort of like involved really with their direction. I just sort of try and provide as much feedback as possible about sort of what works and what doesn't but i think to some extent i mean json api is following the spec that they're trying to implement
1: yeah there, there are there are p- bits where they we push things forward and the api first initiative like um the need to share to have content between like not just uh, uh, articles but also all kind of content at the same time i think we are pushing forward to that the point uh, matt was doing um i think they are absolutely not focusing they in quotes don't care about the ui um which gives us the freedom to kind of do what we want right um so we have as part of this entire thing we built we built uh, a support module which kind of basically does all the dirty things uh, you need to deal with. Um, Yeah, um, but yeah, I don't think the API initiative is solving any of those hard problems for us
7: right now. Yeah, I think maybe potentially sort of down the future, it would be nice that if we could not have to have the support module, but right now to run the admin interface, you need the support module, which like Daniel says, does the sort of dirty things for us.
6: Yeah, but we are going to need some kind of bigger changes to it later on, because I mean, I'm thinking about revisions, like JSON API doesn't support revisions in the spec as far as I know, unless something's been updated recently. Um, and the API first initiative are very keen to follow the spec um, so I, I mean stuff like that figuring figuring out how we're going to work is tricky
0: we're talking with the Drupal JavaScript Modernization Initiative folks on the Lullabot podcast coming up right after this we'll talk about uh, Drupal Europe and uh, how that plays into this coming up right Whether you're learning how to build sites with Drupal or diving into the code, there are community-powered camps, summits, sprints, and trainings happening all over the world. Find all of these and more at drupacal.com. And of course, if you want to boost your Drupal chops from the comfort of your own home, point your browser to drupalize.me and stuff your brain full of carefully crafted videos and tutorials.
2: Welcome back. We're talking with the folks from the Drupal javascript modernization initiative so is it true that the uh modernization is spelled with a z in the middle
6: so actually if you look in uh the text file in drupal core it's with an s
2: who decided that
6: as a group we decided it would be an s wow and then someone,
3: someone tried
6: someone tried to change it to a z and uh we derailed the issue so much that it never got recommitted.
0: <laughs> Especially because there's not a Z on my keyboard. So I would be really confused.
2: Is Z like some uh, European phrase? Zed's dead, Z? baby.
0: Zed's dead.
2: <laughs> I think we're supposed to be talking about Drupal Europe. Yeah, I think so. so. Uh, yeah. So, uh, so, so, so the team had a uh, session at Drupal Europe. Is that correct? Uh, what exactly did you talk about and uh, what was the feedback?
1: I think the session went really well. Um, it was basically a full room. Um, what was, uh, uh,
2: how was the feedback? Were people pissed off, annoyed, happy,
0: excited, concerned? Yeah. What kinds of things were, were exciting to people?
2: Yeah. What type of questions were people asking?
3: I think people mostly came there to see what was going on. So it's, It wasn't more like, I actually have a strong opinion about what you are just saying. It just, I want to know what's going on. And there were a lot of people uh, asking stuff about uh, JavaScript, but also a lot of people asking things about the new designs or the new wireframes or the new, this kind of thing. So it wasn't a really uh, different kind of, it was a really different kind of people that came
5: there. We were also highlighted on the Dries note. So there was a video basically demonstrating what we've worked on during the last six months. And I think the reaction from people uh, when seeing the video was very excited. And uh, I heard multiple people after the keynote talking about it uh, just randomly on the on the hallways.
0: Was the video showing real code or vaporware? It was us showing how the admin UI actually works, but it's like on on, on honest to god, like it, it was it was working as it was written. Like it's not magic stuff.
5: Yeah, it was all real.
0: Just just checking because some people fake that kind of thing, but this is real.
5: <laughs> yeah, I've heard about that, but I've not been involved in that myself. Cool. And um, yeah, it it was really nice to hear that uh, people were also excited uh, about hearing that we are working on this. Uh, next-gen design that we've been talking about uh like making some little bit more radical changes, changes potentially to the ui and uh, yeah overall it seemed like there was a positive vibe around the initiative and that was the, that was the feeling i got i hope everyone else had the same feeling
3: yeah the main problem thing is that uh we won't ship probably something finished in until i don't know One or two releases, so one thing that was uh, asked for is to have like a quick uh, refresh or something like that for the current UI that we have right now because uh, it was mentioned that we can't wait until there's all this new JavaScript UI. So that's why uh, there's going on also a refresh for seven.
0: So a refresh on the seven theme, right? That's what you're talking about.
3: Exactly. Cool. Yeah. So uh, the idea here is trying to um, reuse or at least work under the same umbrella, both for the admin UI and uh, seven refresh. So when you jump from one page to another, there's not that huge difference. And trying to have um, components that work together. Maybe when you go to one page, you see the new um, cool um, JavaScript uh, media that is super fancy and super usable. And then to another page, you, you have the, the old uh, file field or something like that. But at least uh, we'll have a new set of colors, a new set of um, designs for the new 7. And ideally, we would like to have something for 8.7.
0: A refresh to the 7 theme in 8.7. Hey, that actually makes 7 make sense as a name again, too. That would be great.
3: <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> so that's actually coming up pretty quick there. We are, What? where are we? 8?
2: 0. 0.6 so like that 7 is what like less than 6 months away.
5: Yeah, maybe we should rename it to 87 or something like that. That works.
2: Uh-huh. It seems to me just just knowing what I know of core development
0: that seems kind of ambitious. But but you yeah. you're going to kind of stick to that, 87. What would that take? What kind of work is, is needed to make that happen?
3: So right now we are uh, kind of finishing the, the main designs, uh, the main components that we're going to need for uh, seven. Um, once we have them, I guess for next week, uh, we'll, have, uh, we'll start creating issues on GitHub because we want to start uh, doing work on GitHub to speed everything up so we have something sooner. And we should try uh, our goal. I don't know if it's going to happen, but our goal is to have a core patch uh, by the end of November, ideally. So then we have some time to actually get that into core. The main thing here is that we need help not only on development that it's i guess it's going to be somehow easy but we need something to coordinate that implementation
2: so you're looking for help with someone to help organize the various yeah. issues poke people at the right times etc
3: exactly uh, so actually n- any, welcome
2: any project managers out there if they're interested
3: yeah you get in touch yeah with actually it's going to be needed some kind of um knowledge of um, i i would say the community or the community workflows I mean to to welcome people to know how to get them to somewhere useful
4: I think what we really need is a tech lead
3: gotcha. yeah probably yeah
0: you were talking about the designs um, that you were working on do they exist someplace that people can can see that work being happening or
3: yeah, actually, we are working with Figma, a uh, collaborative tool uh, that they uh, just gave us as uh, a, as for, uh, for free, for the community to work on that. And we are several designers actually jumping in sometimes. Uh, and the designs are uh, accessible to anybody that wants to to see them. Uh, I'm going to share the link here later, so anybody can just go there and watch what, uh, what's, what's going on.
2: Awesome. Yeah, we'll put that in our show notes.
3: Sure. We are also try to open uh, an issue on Drupal.org uh, before we implement everything.
2: So, question about uh, maybe a little bit more of a technical question on uh, the the redesign of seven. Um, is it possible to use SAS, Just because I know that uh, you know the ES6 <laughs> versions of JavaScript are being compiled, is that on the table for this?
5: I don't think it's in the scope. Uh, at least what we've yeah. been discussing so far. Yeah, but it seems like that there is more use cases popping up popping up in the Drupal core for using SAS. Uh, so I think it might be something we are looking into in the upcoming years. Gotcha. So no now, but maybe later. Yeah. And if it seems like there is a lot of momentum around that, I, I mean, I'm not saying that it couldn't happen. It's just that any of the people who are working on it at the moment haven't uh, at least mention that they would be interested in something like this.
2: Cool. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, what challenges are, are ahead of you right now? Um, and is, is, uh, is there anything where people can come in and step in and maybe get to work right away? Or is it, or, or is the, is the deeper knowledge needed?
4: Well, on the user study side, if anybody has access to content editors and they want to help us run user tests, we definitely need help with that. And that's not something where you need to have a real technical knowledge. So if you have time to do that or interest, then can jump in this Slack channel and let us know.
3: Yeah, the the channel is the admin UI channel.
2: So it's the admin UI channel into the Drupal Slack, and you can go to drupal.org slash community for links on how to join the Slack community if you're not already there.
0: People who might be out in podcast land listening about uh, all of the great work that's being done here, um, and they say, hey, I understand React, or I am one of those boot camp fresh out of developers that happen to know something about Drupal, and they want to help out, how how can they do that? Or, you know, what, what can they do at this point?
6: So I would start by uh, joining the JavaScript channel on Drupal Slack. And we have meetings there every Monday, and I think it's 4.30 p.m. UTC. Um, Yeah, so join in, and you can see what we're arguing about uh, that particular week. And if you want to jump in on some coding, uh, we have a bunch of issues that are open on... GitHub. We were doing a lot more coding right before Drupal Europe. I think right now we're in the sort of planning and thinking stage. So if you build React applications, then your input would definitely be good um, because we want to make something nice for you. So yeah, join our meetings. Tell us your opinions. And then when we start building stuff again, you can jump in.
2: Sounds great. Hey uh, Matt Cleave, do you think uh, now it's time to talk about the Drupal Genie?
0: I think we better get the Genie out again.
2: Yep. So let's go around. Uh, let's go down the list. And the question is: Is is that we have a magical Drupal Genie who can get one thing done with Drupal? You know, whether it be fixing the APIs, uh, creating an editor experience, decoupling the whole thing,
0: and no wishing for more wishes.
2: Yeah, you can't, you can't do that. Um, you, you get to wish for one thing, and, and let's... Uh, Christina, you're at the top of my list here, so uh, what would you wish for?
3: Uh, the last one.
0: <laughs> the last one? What was the last one? <laughs> Mike talks and he doesn't think, so... <laughs> yeah,
4: yeah.
3: No, I would say... Um, yeah, that's all I really.
2: Refactor Drupal the Node. I know that's what Sally's gonna pick.
3: <laughs> <laughs> I picked that last time.
1: <laughs> yeah, I have one. Yeah, go ahead. My, my wish is that Drupal figures out who it actually wants to be for. Mm. Yes. Because right now, like it's kind of the magic weapon trying to solve all the things, right? We are talking about structured content, unstructured content, an API platform. Oh, no, it's just a tool to build some small little web pages quickly, uh, like microsites, right? Or, yeah, is Drupal is meant to be like that, that it solves all the problems? Or should we focus on some of them, and the magic thing could just answer us this question? and tell us what we should like. What is actually what Drupal should be? Because I think no nobody, nobody really can answer this question.
0: Well, it, I, I,
2: would arg- I would argue that, that the reason Drupal is Drupal is because it does fit all of those needs fairly well. I mean, it's not perfect um, by far, but neither is anything else.
0: And Daniel, don't you kind of get to decide the direction you want to build,
1: I mean, as a part of this initiative? I mean, to be fair, that's more like a product manager level decision. Um, which, uh, yeah, that maybe even Dries-level decision, I mean, to be honest. Um, yeah. So, uh, Suzanne, do you have something that the Drupal Genie could help you out with?
4: Um, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how to answer this question. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, you can
2: take a pass if you want, but this is your only chance. This is your chance. <laughs> yeah.
4: Well, I think... Like if I'm putting on my site, uh, sorry, my content editor hat, because I work with a lot of content editors and I watch them learn Drupal and sometimes it's really painful. Um, and so I, I have a whole uh, session that I've done at DrupalCon about how to make the content editing experience better. And I still see site builders set up sites and they don't follow that advice and. People think that Drupal's hard to use. So mm-hmm. if we could just fix the first, you know, five things on that list, I think it would make a huge difference. And, you know, yeah. I know it's a, lot, it's, it's a long way down the road, but I think, I think it's the right direction. Right. There will always be content editors, even if Drupal is trying to be a Squarespace or Drupal is trying to be a Sitecore or whatever, like whoever Drupal is trying to compete with, um, Drupal is still going to always have content editors.
2: We're also always going to have site builders that are going to mess things up, right? <laughs>
0: <laughs> not after the
4: genie's like, done maybe. with it.
7: Yeah,
2: yeah. All right. uh, Matt Grill, what would you like? What, what,
7: did I, what did I genie wish for last time? I don't know, but it was uh, really it's good. It's probably not done yet. It's yeah. probably not done yet, so whatever I said last time. All right. that's uh, a
2: that's a horrible answer, you know unless you can remember what you said uh,
7: <laughs> I don't know I don't know what I would wish for right now Amanda I know a wish for you yes,
1: the metric system
7: oh yeah, great America to adopt the metric system
1: <laughs> that's my Drupal genie wish
0: make it happen and use more ss apparently yeah, yeah. sure mm-hmm.
6: Yeah, it's really annoying how Drupal CSS uses inches everywhere. I can see how that would be a problem.
0: Wait, hang on. It, seriously, though, CSS can do something that isn't inches? What do you mean?
6: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, feet. Okay. Miles. Wait,
0: Yards, people, yeah. People <laughs> CSS now? What's, what is that?
5: <laughs> right on. Larry. Uh-huh. I probably would wish for a Drupal module that reviews all the patches. Hmm, that's a pretty good one.
0: Is it going to tell you if it's a really good
5: idea or not, or is it? uh... Yeah, I mean, it can review all the things, so it it will tell me that eventually. Automate himself out of a job. Will it
0: create a bike shed type issue that goes to three pages? (laughs) No, that's not possible.
1: Okay. Yeah, just use machine learning and put it in the blockchain.
5: Yeah, (laughs) exactly. That's what I was thinking. That's like it's good that we have a plan in place already how to mm-hmm. implement this Yeah, blockchain will solve the problem i'm sure stock values are we up. Need some big data as well but i think that's not fashionable anymore how about
1: yeah like augmented reality will that be part of this vision you have in mind no virtual reality come on yeah it'll virtual. be
6: like lawnmower man that's how you review patches now
7: do you get toasters
2: <laughs> Have we talked about blockchain reality? Blockchain. blockchain. <laughs> 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 <Yeah>. <laughs> oh, I'm uh, trademarking that right now. Blockchain. All right. Well,
0: uh, thanks for coming on.
6: Don't I get a wish? Yeah, absolutely. No. Sally, did whoa, you get Whoa,
0: whoa, whoa, whoa. We don't want to let Sally have a wish Oh, come on me. now. Uh, Sally, what's your wish? What do you think the Drupal Genie should bring?
6: Just ban M. Herschel from Drupal.org. There you that. go. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so I would wish for... And I, I think this is something we can kind of welcome on with the, this initiative is to have less extension points. So I, I have a good analogy of this. So I recently switched to Linux, as you all know, from the audio problems I was having at the beginning of this podcast. And uh, I was incredibly frustrated when I first started using it. Uh, I was using GNOME. And then Daniel suggested I switched to KDE. Um, and the reason it was much less frustrating is, uh, hopefully I'll get this right, there was like a, a more sort of central way for applications to declare how they use and keyboard shortcuts and all of that. So um, it was just like really minor things, but uh, when you're using all these applications together and everything sort of works in a very similar way, it's like a million times less frustrating. So I'd really like Drupal to have some less extension points than the ones that we do have uh, a bit more prescriptive so that, you know, when we do build all these modules and site builders can click everything together. um, Like, yeah, sure. Maybe you can do a little bit less, but overall the experience that you have as a content editor um, would be much more consistent.
4: I think I
0: like your vision.
6: Nice. You should switch to KDE as well.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Thanks for coming on. So uh, I'm assuming by the, by the next time we talk, all this will be completed.
6: Uh, yeah. Obviously. Yeah. Sure. yeah. 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 Uh, I actually already finished it. Um, <laughs> yeah. I've just been like keeping it in my get stash. Cause I wanted to like, you know, get on a few more podcasts and stuff.
0: Mm-hmm. Cool. <laughs> but the first podcast you had to say it was impossible, right? Exactly. Yeah. 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 <laughs> well, hey, thanks. Thanks everybody for coming on the law podcast. We appreciate uh, you coming on and, uh, telling us all about what's going on
6: thanks thanks everybody thanks
1: bye, bye. thank you <laughs>